Blog Talk Radio. Hi. This is Kid Missing Radio, and I'm your host, Angelina Wilson. Today is part one of Tanner Barton, Unexplained Death. My guest for both parts will be Tanner's mother, Michelle Barton. Um, check out Tanner's voice on Facebook. You will see a ton of stuff. Of course, this case is a cluster nutty word. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, Michelle, can you tell us, can you take us back and tell us the events? Yes. Um, okay, so, yes. So, thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate you allowing me to tell Tanner's story on your on your show. So that I appreciate tremendously. Can you speak up so, just a little? Um, yes. Okay. Sorry. See, I didn't know about it. <laughs> um, but okay. I just wanted to say thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show and tell Tanner's story. I appreciate that welcome. tremendously. Thank you. Um, so um, we go back to the day. Um, actually, we'll go back. Uh, Three days prior, Tanner right. was doing a term paper. Um, uh, he it was it was it was finals week, um, so he was like really studying hard. So he you know he was at my sister's house three days prior. Um, he stayed on that up all night doing a term paper. Um, three days later, he came back home. Um, during that, he was doing football practice and you know helping other kids study and do all that stuff that you know. A, a yeah. studious college kid would do. And um, so he um, came home. That that was a Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday-ish. He came home Saturday, the April 21st, to rest mm-hmm. and, you know, just to regroup before he had to go back and do more of the finals and everything. Um, he came home. He was, you know, happy, healthy. He was, you know, excited. Um about, you know, finishing school for the, the year and, you know, going to his summer job, Mr. Fireworks, um, in the summer. He was looking forward to making money um, and, you know, lighting up all the fireworks that he spent most of his money uh, buying. So, um, it's, yeah, he, he he loved all that stuff. So, anyways, he got home about 11 that morning uh, he took a nap, a long nap. Uh, we made him his favorite meal, one of his favorites. And, you know, when he, he got up, he, uh, you know, we just chatted with him for a while. And, and he left around five, around five-ish. We walked him out the door. And at that point, we thought he was going to Purdue University to a party with his girlfriend. Uh, we later found out he did not go there. He'd gone to another friend's home. But at that point, when he, you know, he left out of our house, we waved, um, and that's, you know, what we thought. Um, but what we found out was he had gone to the movies and stayed in town. Um, Purdue is in Lafayette. We, our town is, our, our town is Kokomo, Indiana, and uh, Purdue University is in Lafayette, Indiana. So it's like a 45-minute drive from us. So, but Tanner's decided to stay home, and, you know, he, um, which we didn't know. And go to the movies and around per his cell phone, um, because we'd gotten access to his cell phone a couple months after he passed. um, It had gone straight into evidence, and, um, you know, and they gave it to us that there was nothing in it that 
could help them with the case. So we received it back. While going through it, we found out that Tanner actually had gone out to a friend's house. And, you know, they, um, around 820-ish, and for the phone that day, this friend kept asking him to come out, asking him to come out. He said, no, he had a party with his girlfriend at Purdue. So, um, and per the statements, they said Tanner just happened to come by. Tanner didn't just happen to come by. Tanner was invited out. Um, We have evidence. We have proof in the statements, which you have read. So, um, you've seen it, too. Um, So, and so we know that between 9 and 1230-ish, we don't know what happened. We don't know. um, We just assumed that they were playing, like, video games and stuff, and and we know Tanner wasn't drinking much because of his BAC. So, and I know Tanner. Um, I think he was hanging around, waiting on his girlfriend to, um, you know, be done with the party, or if she needed anything, he would be right there helping her. Um, you know, if she he would drive there. So Tanner would never drink and drive. He was actually. I've received several texts from uh, several friends um, that said Tanner was actually the DD most of the time when when there were parties. Tanner would end up being the DB. So they said Tanner never really drank, um, Michelle. He was always, you know, the one who took care of us. So, which made me proud. I mean, that that's a proud mama moment. And um, but this particular night, um, we we don't know what, what happened between there. We know that around 12-ish, um, his friend said that he'd had a rough day and he wanted to go lay down and start texting other friends. And um, per his statement, per this kid's statement, and which we know is a lie because, you know, here he'd been asking Tanner to come out all night. He wasn't having a bad day. He was, you know, his best friend, one of his best friends is coming home from college, and these kids, per the dad's statement, said that these kids stay up all night long when Tanner comes over. They stay up all night long and play video games, you know, and hang out. They just have fun. And But this night, of course, that all changed, and Mark, Marcus, his friend, said he couldn't um, – he couldn't stay up because he was having a bad day, which, you know, makes no sense. So, anyway, so um, he laid down, and they said that Tanner and, and his friend's sister went to um, Dan's Donuts. It's a donut shop where all, like, the kids go at, late at night to get the freshest donuts. Before all the adults could get there in the morning, the kids have already pretty much taken all the donuts. And um, it's just a thing to do, um, so that's what, you know, the kids would do. They said the line was too long, so they drove around, which was odd because per the statements and per the time, they wouldn't have been driving around um, because the county is quite lo- It's a long county. And we live on one it. side and live on the other. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was giving my mother my phone because I was getting a beep. So I was giving my mother my okay. cell phone to call the person. Okay. Sorry. You're okay. And so um, because of the, the length of the, the county, we know that they could not have been all the way on our side of the – because they said they drove by our house. She'd never seen our house, so he drove by it, which tells us they were out driving or doing something, getting something they shouldn't have been doing. Something wasn't right. So mm-hmm. um, so they went back home um, around 12 – around 154-ish. Um, we had seen a picture of Tanner getting, you know, going up the stairs. So we know around that time he was at that house. Um, 
And then around 2, 2.07 to 2.11, his girlfriend finally called because he'd been texting her throughout the night and, you know, wanting to get a hold of her. So around 2.07 to 2.11, um, they called, said their I love yous. Um, and a couple years later and after, um, you know, did Tanner sound sober? Was, you know, did he sound just something wrong with him? And she said, no, he sounded stone cold sober, Michelle. She said, but there was a lot of rambunctiousness going on, a lot of girls being loud. It sounded like a party. Well, per the girl's statement that was supposed to be with Tanner that night, she said that Tanner, um, it was just her and Tanner, and they were being quiet. So, you know, a lot of a lot of lies leading up throughout these statements that we're looking back on as we tell the story. So, you know, like I said, we have to go by their statements. Um, but we've, you know, um, kind of counter, countered a lot of their stuff and their sayings and things. So, Anyway, so um, around 2, after 2.11, um, they, she said that uh, Tanner said he didn't want to get be sober anymore, and he just wanted to get drunk. So um, she said that she went up and got her and Tanner a beer, and she got a fruity drink. And then after they drank those, they went back up and got, a, you know, some more alcohol, which um, by the end of the night, there had been like a fifth of whiskey or rum drank rum. And it, which was ridiculous. Um, it couldn't have been at that point because Tanner's BSC was so low and this gal had never drank before, she claimed. So there had to have been more people consuming all this alcohol that they claimed they had drank and that Tanner had drank. So so we know that around 3 o'clock, um, she said that Tanner um, got up from the couch and stumbled to the stairway and turned and made a funny noise and clapped. Um, she said that she ran over and, you know, thought he was joking. So she took his pulse and she said she tried to take his pulse. Whether she did, we don't know. I, I highly doubt it. Um, but she thought enough to take his pulse, which means that there was something it had to have, she knew something else was up. Yeah. So, if somebody's yeah, joking, I mean, if you're you not going to run and take his pulse. Exactly. I mean, you know, and there was vomit and there was blood. So we know Tanner, there was blood on Tanner before he collapsed. Um, he yeah. had blood smeared. You could tell. Yeah. And even the coroner mentioned it. So we know that it wasn't just a, oh, Tanner turned and collapsed. There was blood. There was foam. There was vomit coming out. Um, there was so many signs of an overdose um and not you know and there wasn't any alcohol tanner's bac that night was 0.063 which is very yeah, low and he also, was six, three, he also yes and that's a sign of trauma mm-hmm. that's a sign when you urinate on yourself that it is a sign of something else went wrong not something medically so it's more like a sign of your body is um, traumatized or, which is another sign of foul play, what we were told. So, um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you, um, she said that she made it sound to me like Tanner wanted to get drunk after texting with his girlfriend, like they were fighting over text. She never said he spoke with his girlfriend, but his phone records clearly show about a 20-minute or so conversation with his girlfriend. There's so much yeah, wrong he had, with um, 
And see, and when I looked at Tanner's cell phone, they weren't fighting. And I even asked his girlfriend, and she said, no, they were not fighting. And you could tell they weren't fighting. He was just concerned, hey, where are you? Where are you? You okay? There was no fighting. So he, I read his text. So he I had his, cell his girlfriend phone. up, or did he let her know he wasn't going to be there? No, no, no. Yeah, he let her know. He wanted her to, he didn't stand her up. He just wanted her to go have fun and not be that, because I asked my daughter, and she said, no, Mom, he just wanted to be that, he didn't want to be that um, that guy that just hangs around. He wants her to go have fun with her girlfriends, and he was going to hang tight in case she needed anything. Right. He, so, um, no, he did not stand her This was not a, a wild college party. This was a an orientation party, more or less. Yeah, it was more or less that, um, kind of going out and, you know, checking out the sororities and fraternities and um, that kind of thing. Because when I called her the next morning to let her know what happened, um, you know, she answered her phone right away. So she hadn't been passed out um, or any of that stuff. She wasn't a drinker. Um, Tanner wasn't a drinker. Um, you know, Tanner didn't do drugs and stuff. So, you know, I smoked a little marijuana. Yeah, people say, well, that's a drug. It is a drug, but it's not a a main, you know, one of these drugs that, you know, that are just, you know, so dangerous. Um, Correct. That this family had, you know, they this family had access to that stuff. So Tanner was not that type of kid. I mean, he was on the, and okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell people, I am, I, I'll be the first person to admit if my kid was doing wrong, I would, I, I would say, you know what, but my son did this. So, you know, I couldn't, you know, I, I'd say, well, there's nothing I could say except he could have possibly. But because of Tanner um, being on the dean's list um, both semesters while playing college football, which is a full-time job, he wouldn't have time to be doing drugs and drinking. I mean, he may occasionally have gone and had a beer or something. Um, I don't know. You're in college your freshman year. I remember being in college my freshman year. So, you know, we, I drank. You know, I was underage, um, but that was 100,000 years ago. And, um, but he, you know, he could have. (laughs) And plus some, trust me. Um, But yeah, so just a lot. And, you know, and it was, we find quite interesting is the detective. And so they closed Sanders' case in 2018. But in, all those years up leading up to the time they closed Tanner's case, they never, never questioned his girlfriend. And she was the last person to speak to Tanner outside of that home. They last never person questioned to ever speak her? Outside. Nope. They never brought her in until 2018. And I told them, I said, call her. Oh, Bring her in. Yeah. Now, and she was the last person to ever have communicated with him outside of that home while he was in that home and I told them what she had told me and you know they never brought her in. I kept telling her telling them, bring her in. She she heard girls, she heard a party. Um, they wouldn't bit for six years until they went to close this case. Which tells me there's a there's a connective person, I believe, involved in keeping the truth from coming out in Sanders' case. And it's obvious by who was questioned and who wasn't questioned. So, and, and, you know, and that's something that we are looking into. Right. 
Now, the person serving him alcohol, I should point out, was a 15-year-old minor. So we won't be naming yeah. her because she's a minor, but she was 15. The parents were home. She was a minor. Now she's 20. She's 20 plus years old. So, um, yeah, she was 15, eight years. So she's 23, 24 now. So she's she she's responsible enough that at this point she should be coming forward with what really happened. Actually, all these kids now, should. Now he was and, yeah. Tanner laid there for so long. He was in rigor mortis so bad that the father couldn't open his mouth to do CPR. First of all, if you're going to do CPR, wouldn't you want the person on their back? Nobody is saying he was mm-hmm. on his back. No, no. They said they just moved him. Well, how how'd you move him? Because there was no way to get him on his back. So, yeah, there was a lot of huge inconsistencies, especially with the dad that lived there, the dad. Um, you know, we had a he, – he's had several strikes against him, as we were told by an outsourced uh, – or an, uh, another um, death investigator slash detective who reviewed everything of Tanner's, the exact same case file that I have that Howard County Sheriff's Department provided to our wrongful death attorney. So it's all in there. And this person, he just kept saying, there's strike one against this dad. There's strike two against this dad. There's strike three. I mean, he just kept putting strikes. He said, no, this guy knows. Yeah, and not only that, this man took a picture of Tanner. Mm-hmm. And did you notice he was taking a picture of someone who was no longer with us? Mm-hmm. And the way he said it in his statements, he's like, well, now here, this right here, this here, this right here, you know, it could be kind of funny. You know, here's, why would it, why would this time be so funny? You know, like he said, well, this right here, you know, this right here, that's how he was saying it, like this right here could be quite funny. We could use this against Tanner. You know, why, as an adult, as an adult, why would you think that's funny? Why would you think anything's funny seeing a kid laying in an unusual, odd position, which just, he said, in an unusual, odd position, Tanner was laying in. And why would you think that's funny, that a kid is at the base of your stairs? My first instinct would be, oh, my God, did he fall down the stairs? Is there something wrong with him? Nobody allows a kid to lay there. I mean, it, it, that just is asinine to, to me and to many people who have reviewed Tanner's case. I agree. And then he emails it. to He runs up, gets his work phone, run, not his personal phone. He runs up and gets his work phone. Then he um, emails it. Not text it, not send it in a text. Why wouldn't you send it in a text? You know, I believe they sent it in an email from a work phone thinking the police wouldn't see it and said, oh, my God, what do we do? Um, send so it to send it through Ben um, Wife. Ben Wife, yes. And then. Who called? Um, yeah. Yeah. Then. So, and then, so why would you? Yeah. 911. And then. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then when his daughter screamed because she realized something actually was wrong, and he went back downstairs, instead of calling 911, he talked to his mm-hmm. wife on the phone, 
who had him call her lover, granted a doctor, if you bark or meow, dude's a veterinarian. Yeah. Why would you call a vet and not an ambulance? That is why I have questioned that, and I have because you've got the statement. So you see, they are saying they called um, this person, this veterinarian, um, before nine one one, and it's in the statements. And everybody keeps saying it's not. It's in those statements. They called, and they called the vet. Um, he even admitted in um, some addendums that he writes um, that he was called before me. He did. He admitted it. He he gave a time, yeah. and it was well before. So they found Tanner well before they called 911 and called me. Yeah. And they're trying and to the, say they, they didn't, didn't call have, you. you know. Correct? No. The veterinarian's uh, no, his, son called you. son called me. They, these adults are cowards. Cowards. Letting kids make those phone calls. That's a coward. That is right. awful. You I You know... Never put that on a child. Never, never, ever should you ever say, here, you go ahead and you call Tanner's mom. You, what, what parent does that? What parent puts the child in that position? Now, I we mean, should point out. I, I can tell you yeah. something. Go ahead. Mm-mm. No, I said, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was on my soapbox. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I, no, I, I was. So angry. I was wondering about a couple of things. One, what happened to the vomitus? And two, we should point out because my aunt just asked me about this, that the blood was coming from his nose. He had a bloody nose. He wasn't vomiting blood. Just to make it no. clear. And also, mm-hmm. why the hell did the, evidently they had like a coroner and a pathologist? involved in this mess. Why would he send Tanner's samples via UPS? I saw that. And my eyes almost popped out of my head. <laughs> I yeah, I'm like why wouldn't they have transferred I don't know how they how that works, but I thought it was kind of odd that he dropped it off at the UPS center on his way out to my house. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. Uh, hello, there's something called chain of custody here. You know, and and we asked for the chain of custody. To be honest, we asked, and they they said there is no chain of custody. I said there has to be a chain of custody. We wanted to know everything, and they they would not. They, I'm telling you, this detective Hargrove, he was a gem of a of a you know something what. And um, Lord, I've had trouble. I've I've worked trying to just. It's like pulling teeth to get anything out of him. And when you do get it out, most of it's lies. And also we should point out that Tanner was found to have petechial hemorrhages, which are the little tiny hemorrhages in the face, the eyes. In your eyes, yes. His eyelids. That's usually some pressure, like strangulation or something along those lines. Positional asphyxia usually won't do that, which is what they're saying he died from. That's just They're saying, well, they had yeah, they had two different um, – the first time they said it was um, natural death um, with positional asphyxiation as the lead yeah, cause, is, is an and then – Yeah. Exactly, and then secondary would have been his heart. But they said – they told our family in um, meetings 
that we had that, that, that Tanner's heart isn't what killed him. And they don't know, but they're going to find out what actually happened to Tanner. Um, they said that yeah. we were told that somebody did something to your son that was not of his doing. We were told that Tanner's death was a highly suspicious death. We were told that from day one. Um, as soon as we met the coroner, he was like, you know, Tanner's death is highly suspicious. We were told in a meeting with the detective, the coroner, and the pathologist, our whole family met with them, and they said in all of our years combined, we have never seen a perfectly healthy 19-year-old just collapse and die for no reason. None. They yeah. said that it now, boggles yeah. their mind. Yeah, absolutely. Boggles my mind. Um, mm-hmm. Now, they said, he, they said he had an enlarged heart, which doesn't always cause a problem. No. There can be no structural anomalies. I mean, sometimes it can, but usually there would have been arrhythmias and things like that. They would have noticed that on the football field. And I'm sure he had oh, physical. Most definitely. Football. Oh, and drug and, tests and, and all of that. And drugs, yes. And when I tell you, the, when you play at these colleges and they provide money for you to play, they're not messing around. They're going to check your physical health nonstop. You are going to be their top priority. If they are, mm-hmm. you know, because his, um, he got a half ride, which was 17000 Um, because his college was, it was a small Catholic college. Um, actually, it was small, but they, they won nationals, and they got um, runner-up in nationals. I mean, the two years that, you know, first two years, Tanner was well, the first year he was there, and then the second year um, they won. And then, so, it, I mean, it was a tough, competitive college. And um, so it, the tuition is 34000 a year um, at that time. So, you know, yeah. he got a $17,000 scholarship, and with his – with his grades being so good, um, he was looking at picking up the rest of that scholarship with, um, you know, academic uh, funds or scholarships. So, yeah. you know, um, but, yeah, they aren't going to play around. They're not going to give you that stuff, if that money, if you have heart right. issues or any kind of issues. So we know yeah. that there is, and, and even if Tenor's heart was enlarged, which we don't believe it was, if it was, our thought is it happened while he was um, struggling to breathe and his heart was enlarging as he was dying because your, your heart's a muscle and, and he's, it's just pumping, pumping, pumping. So when he died, it may have been enlarged. And that happened. He has a name for it. And I'm sorry, I'm not up to, I don't know the medical term for it. Um, it was told to me. And um, well, the, so then the, the medical second time. For an enlarged heart. Is cardiomegaly. Okay, and I don't know. They said it was something, something that caused his heart to go into an arrhythmia. But the second, okay, so in, that was in 2012. In 2016, without ever going back over any of the tests, nothing of Tanner's, just a cell phone, what Tanner said that he had taken Adderall three days before he died. Now, if you remember at the beginning of when I started talking, I said Tina had gone, um, was at my sister's house uh, three days prior to his death, doing staying up all night doing a term paper. Well, my sister is a holistic doctor. She would have seen that Tanner would have taken three Adderall because he would have been bouncing off the wall, and he wasn't. Yeah. 
My sister told the detectives this. They didn't want to listen. She said he didn't need Adderall. And had he, he would have been, you know, and it does. It's an adverse effect if you don't need it. If you need it, it calms you down and you focus. Tanner mm-hmm. didn't do that, and she told the detective. And she says, I would have, he would have asked me for something natural. He would have asked me to help him, you know, hey, let's go get a coffee. Let's do this. Because he respects, and he respected his aunt. And I don't believe he would have ever taken Adderall, you know, at that time. Yeah. He may have. Who knows? But when it was not in his system, it, they said for a text. Okay, so where's the witness? I asked the detective, where's your witness? Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't have one. Yep. I said, well, where's um, we the detective? We have about a minute and a half left in part one. What I'd... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, and what I'd like to <clears throat> ask you is, I saw in the reports that you gave me that samples were sent to the FBI. Why would samples have been sent to the FBI in a so-called natural death? You know what? I didn't see that. So I don't know. I know that the second investigation, um, Howard County said that they had a – oh, the only thing I remember being sent to the FBI was when they did a phone extraction in 2016. Um, But other than that, I don't – it may have been the phone extraction – um, oh, but okay. I don't recall. Yeah, um, um, but I'll, I'll go through that. I don't. I don't recall seeing anything going to the FBI. Um, oh, uh, I don't know what I, you I gave me with the and it does say that. Okay, so I'll have to look. Yeah, when we get off here, um, let's talk. And yeah, so we'll go through that. But I just think um, for this episode, I think the people need to know that that the the veterinarian who was called first lawyered up that morning. Not only did he lawyer up that morning, so did several kids who were allegedly not at that house. Their parents lawyered them up. So why does anybody need to lawyer up if somebody just collapsed and died, you know, naturally? Yeah, and one thing that did not make sense to me, and we are out of time, is the girl said that Tanner just went upstairs, went in the cupboard, went in the refrigerator, I wouldn't do that unless I'm at no. my friend, like, Doug's house because I know I can go in the refrigerator and get a drink. I'm going to tell him I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. but I know I can do that because I've known him for 30 years. But I just, under ordinary circumstances, I wouldn't do that. So it struck me as odd. No, no. Yes. And, yeah, so um, there's a lot we'll talk about in part two, maybe part three. I think we may need about 20 parts. <laughs> okay. Well, um, sorry, did I go over time? I'm sorry. You did, but people can hear the overtime. Um, the live is over, but people can hear the overtime if they listen to it archived because they'll archive it beyond the 30 minutes. Don't know why they do that. Okay. But again, folks, stay so tuned for part now? two next week. And um, Okay, you do that and then I'll I'll hang on. Or do you want me to call uh, you on your other number? No, no, th- this is fine. I'm just going to end the episode. <laughs>